Good morning, church. Welcome to worship this day. It is delightful to be with you in worship at our Brighton campus. My name is Lindsay Hall. I'm one of the clergy that serves at our congregation here at First United Methodist. I'm glad you're here in worship today as we are continuing our sermon series on the parables of Jesus. of the planting of the seeds and the sower. So if there are any farmers by trade or background or any gardeners, uh, you can be looking forward to that. Hear you at the keys and on the organ, and thank you to Liz Hoover and Greg Geis, who are our liturgist and host this morning. Thank you to those who are helping usher and be a part of our tech team. If you have any of those gifts and talents, we would invite you to use them in worship, whether it's helping be a host or a liturgist or running the tech booth or joining the choir or playing on the keys. We look forward to using your gifts and talents in worship to be a part of the church community here. An invitation if you'd never like to chat. I'd encourage you at this time to fill out your connection card, the blue card in your bulletin. Take a moment to fill it out and share any updated contact information as well as opportunities to serve our church community and get connected. And you can place it in the offering plate later in worship. For those who need Sunday school and nursery, that's always happening at 930 downstairs at our Christian Education Wing. Well, this day that God has made, may it be a day of worship and praise. May it be an opportunity to connect with new friends and to and new and old and to look especially for those visitors who are among us and a friendly face that you might not recognize. And maybe invite them to join us for some refreshments of fellowship after worship. Won't you now stand as we begin our time of worship together? Let's praise God.
Good morning. I love that they printed the words extra large for, for those of us with bifocals that need to be adjusted. Uh, this morning, please join me in the opening prayer. Lord Jesus, we lift our prayer to you. We are here to worship. We are here seeking your presence. We are here building a foundation for your kingdom. Be with us in worship today and lead us to spread the peace and love of God Almighty. In your name we pray, amen. You can be seated. we get to read this this particular parable today because the the people who were with Jesus when he told it said what and he explained it and I thought oh good I'm not the only one the scripture today is from Luke chapter 8 while a large crowd was gathering and people were coming to Jesus from town after town he told this parable a farmer went out to sow his seed as he was scattering the seed some fell along the path it was trampled on and birds ate it up. Some fell on rocky ground, and when it came up, the plants withered because they had no moisture. Other seed fell among the thorns, and the thorns grew up with it and choked the plants. Still other seed, though, fell on good soil. It came up and yielded a crop a hundred times more than was sown. 
When he said this, he called out, whoever has ears to hear, let them hear. His disciples asked him what this parable meant. He said, the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of God have been given to you, but to others I speak in parables so that though seeing, they may not see, though hearing, they may not understand. This is the meaning of the parable. The seed is the word of God. Those along the path are the ones who hear, and then the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts so that they may not believe and be saved. Those on the rocky ground are the ones who receive the word with joy when they hear it, but they have no root. They believe for a while, but in the time of testing, they fall away. The seed that fell among the thorns stands for those who hear, but as they go on their way, they are choked by life's worries and riches and pleasures, and they don't mature. But the seed that falls on good soil, that stands for those with a noble and good heart who hear the word, retain it, and by persevering, produce a crop. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Thank you, Liz, for bringing the gospel lesson to us this morning. Church, will you join me in a time of prayer? Most loving and gracious God, on this glorious day, as we look out and see your nature, we come with thankfulness in our hearts for the beauty of creation all around us outside for glorious summer days and for the beauty of your creation inside the sanctuary. God, I give you thanks for those that are gathered here with us in person and online. May we seek to grow closer to you and in community with one another as we seek to walk in your footsteps and follow as your disciples. Loving God, may the words of my mouth, may the meditations of our hearts, may it be pleasing in your sight, you who are our rock, our redeemer, and the great sower and farmer among us. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Well, a couple of weeks ago, I want to share a story. A couple of weeks ago, John treated the grass at the church parsonage with weed and feed in hope of kind of addressing a little bit of a weed problem we have and some clover that's growing. The parsonage is a very shady backyard, and so the clover comes up pretty easily. And he was also addressing a little too close crop of poison ivy that's actually encroaching upon the, the you know, the, the, the parsonage. As you get out of the car, you can look down and see a little there, too close for our kids and a little around, you know, the patio area, so he was addressing it. He also hoped to provide some rich nutrients for the soil with the weed and feed so that the grass could grow and new little pieces of, you know, grass could come up. Well, I believe I've told you this before, neither John and I are necessarily expert gardeners, so it's always a bit of trial and error, a little bit of an experiment when we get our hands in the garden. So shortly after John treated the grass, we watered it, and then we packed our bags, and we headed to Nebraska for a little bit of rest and renewal time. And as we headed out of town, we were curious how much of that grass might grow while we were away, and how many of the weeds might get addressed, and how the new seeds that he planted, we were wondering how it might take root, and what impact the sower might really have as he cast that seed far and wide, right? We hoped that we would come back and all of that poison ivy would just be magically disappeared. Hmm. 
So while on our trip to Nebraska, seeds continued to be a little bit of a theme of our vacation. We drove from Michigan into Indiana, and then we made our way into Illinois, and then we crossed over into Iowa until finally we hit the Cornhusker state of Nebraska. And as we drove that long 750-mile landscape, we watched it change from the gorgeous trees and thick trees of Michigan and lakes to then the wide open cornfields of Nebraska. And we also watched as the the crops would grow and change in size and shape and scope. So while we were in Nebraska, when we finally made it to my home state there, we made a trip up to my Uncle Steve's farm. And growing several crops, including beans and and, and corn and, and wheat and soybeans, among some other things, I noticed that while I'm a city kid, I noticed that the corn seemed a little shorter than typical. You see, Nebraska's gone through a severe drought like many of our our Midwestern states, and I was curious if the lack of rain had had an impact on the spring and the summer growing season. And so my my uncle noticed that, yes, the corn was behind several weeks. There was a late planting season from the spring, and it impacted because of the weather. Well, it's fascinating how seeds are impacted by the environment around it. And yet my Uncle Steve, the farmer, the sower, when it came time to plant in the spring, he continued to do his job of sowing those seeds, of casting those seeds far and wide, knowing that some were going to take better root than others, of course. But his job was just to keep casting them and then also pray for rain. Well, when this week came and it was time to turn to our scripture passages, we now discover another parable that Liz read for us in this series about these parables of Jesus. And we discover that in this parable, we discover it's one of Luke's parables. Luke has more parables in the Gospels than all of the other Gospels. And in this parable this week, we discover that Jesus is sharing the story with his disciples in a crowd gathered around, and he's using everyday common elements that they would have known about to be able to understand different concepts that Jesus was trying to highlight. He's making this point, he's using seeds, something that they would have known about, and a variety of types of soil and different environments to help his followers understand his teaching a little bit better and this challenge to be better disciples and and then to take action as disciples. This parable sometimes is known as the parable of the sower, or maybe you've been in a Bible study and you've heard it called the parable of the soil or the parable of the seeds. It's known by lots of different names, really depending upon what you want to focus on. Because scripture speaks to us in different ways. It's living scripture, and as as one person might read scripture, the the seeds speak to them, and the soil might speak to another, and a sower might speak to another. There's so much to emphasize. Well, as I was thinking about this parable, the, the sower was really speaking to me, as well as a variety of soil environments. So as we think about the sower in this parable, it struck me that the sower wasn't selective in how the seed is sown or who receives it. Instead, it's lavishly tossed far and wide. Did you notice that when Liz was reading the gospel for us? The sower wasn't selective in who was going to receive it. 
Instead, reaching into their bag, they tossed it here, they tossed it there, all about, all over, all over the whole farm area. It's God who represents the sower then, isn't selective of who's going to receive the seed. Instead, the seed, which is God's love and, and grace and forgiveness in Jesus Christ, is cast out far and wide to everyone. The sower spread that seed lavishly all around for everybody to have a chance to receive it. In the parable, we can discover this profound story then of God's unconditional, ever-expansive, all-inclusive God and love. God willingly and knowingly scatters this seed to each different type of soil and does so without reservation, all the while knowing, while it might not always make sense to us to scatter seeds on the rocky road or, or, or amongst the weeds, to God... The seed is intentionally sown to all, regardless of their potential for accepting it or, or regardless of where they find themselves at that moment in life. The sower is scattering it far and wide. So it might not necessarily make sense to us, but the sower is scattering it far and wide. And while not everyone's going to accept the word or accept God's loving grace and forgiveness in Jesus Christ, it is offered to everyone amongst the various soil types without reservation, without hesitation. God's inclusive love is indiscriminately given to all people. Thanks to that gift that us United Methodists call provenient grace. That love, that grace that we receive from God before we're even aware of who God is or God acting in our life, that seed is tossed out here and there far and wide. So we know that while all the seeds are, are scattered here and there without hesitation, without reservation, not every seed is going to grow necessarily or take root. But this parable, it also illustrates that our growing environments vary. And likewise, we might find ourselves changing environments throughout our course of our lives. The environments that we grow in change from season to season. As we're thinking about these seeds, it makes me to think about them, the variety of seasons that change around Michigan as they're cast here and there. In Michigan, right, we have these four distinct seasons. We have spring and summer and fall and winter, and not every state has necessarily four seasons. Not every country even has four seasons. If you've lived in different places, maybe you've lived a place where there's only one season. And some seasons in Michigan, they seem to last longer than others. Of course, it's winter that lasts the longest. It's always dragging on, and of course spring is too short, and maybe the beautiful summer days for the folks that enjoy the heat, that's not long enough, and then those beautiful cool autumn temps quickly pass, and we're back to that gray Michigan, why is it? But throughout those different seasons, Mother Nature's busy at work in all those seasons, Spring's giving birth to new creation and budding trees and flowers and summer passes with plentiful greenery and lively critters and then autumn arrives and we have falling leaves and these cooling temperatures and then winter lingers producing these frosty temps and icy lakes and those hibernating creatures. And through each season though, those growing patterns, it varies from plentiful, if you just step out in our memorial garden, it's plentiful and lush, to then things become barren. 
But then rich gardens return again, and then those empty forests appear once more. So just like the seasons vary from throughout the year in Michigan, so do those seasons of our spiritual lives. During some seasons of our lives, we might feel like that rich soil that's rapidly growing the seed that God has scattered here and there, and we're, it's, we're producing crops, and it's producing a hundredfold like the scripture talks about. It's this bountiful, beautiful harvest, and we're producing those fruits of the spirit of love and, and joy and peace and patience and kindness, and goodness, gentleness, self-control, those fruits of the Spirit are just, just popping up. It's a bountiful crop. But other times in our spiritual lives, you maybe feel like we're doing our best, but those thorns, they just kind of keep popping up in our garden, and they just keep, even though we're growing along, the, 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 the weeds are coming, and they're choking all that God has planted in our lives. And in those moments, we might feel like we're doing pretty good only to look around and notice that we're somehow standing in a garden filled with weeds and there's like poison ivy just a few steps if we go that way and we're wondering how on earth did we end up here? We had been doing so great. Other times in our lives, we, are, we might be finding ourselves on rocky ground all together and we don't have any chance of growing anything and with all this rocky ground underneath our feet, there's just this lack of moisture and we just feel like a tired, weary, weather soul. Do you ever feel like that tired, weary, weathered soul? And other times we find ourselves on a spiritual path but it's completely dirt. There's lack of vegetation, and those birds, they just keep flying in and just kind of keep pecking at us and eating away at the seed, and it's not even able to take root. Well, we know these varying seasons in Michigan, they don't last forever. So we do have hope knowing that those long winter gray days eventually does become beautiful spring days and then hot summer days where we sit on our porch and we sip lemonade and then we look forward to the cool fall days where we're enjoying cider and donuts outside. And with those changing seasons in Michigan, creating a variety of growing environments for Mother Nature to grow and to flourish or to lie dormant at some times, so are those changing seasons in our lives with a variety of types of soil for our different spiritual selves at different times. And so while we may long for our spiritual lives to always feel like we're in that rich, beautiful garden soil, have it always look like we're thick in the middle of that beautiful memorial garden, while we may long for those pesky birds just to fly away and for the, the, the thorns and the, and the weeds to stop popping up or for that poison ivy just to go away, or we may be longing for some water to come up from the ground, from that rocky soil. We know we can't always control those environments that we find ourselves living in. But we can find hope, and we can cling to the good news that God the sower never stops sowing seeds our way never stops flinging them far and wide, never stops tossing around God's loving grace for all the world to see and experience. 
So while the environments in our lives may change around us, while the soil may be unpredictable underneath our path from rocks to weeds to good soil, we can count on the sower to keep sowing seeds our way, to keep flinging it freely, never without holding that loving grace, that mercy, that forgiveness, that peace in Jesus Christ. So whatever soil type you might be experiencing today, whether it's the pesky birds that keep eating at you or the lack of moisture or the weeds that keep bothering you in the moment, may we have hope in knowing that the season will eventually change, just as they do in Michigan. And we will find ourselves in that good, rich soil once more, and we can count on the sower to keep sowing seeds our way. God's love and grace never runs out. The sower's bag never runs empty. And so for planting seeds and for persevering hearts in dry conditions, for planting conditions that do eventually change, and for above all, the generous gardener that watches over us, I give thanks. Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly sower, great gardener among us. Thank you that wherever we find ourselves this day, on rocky ground, on rich soil, among thorns, or feeling like the birds are picking at us, thank you for walking with us on the journey. Thank you for reminding us that the best is yet to come, that we will find ourselves on that rich soil once more. God, plant and eat in each of us, extra loving grace and mercy-filled seeds today. And as we grow, help us to cast those seeds that we receive far and wide for the world to receive, that they may know you, that they may know Jesus Christ, and that they may know the love of the great Father. In Christ's name, amen. Thank you, Lindsay, for that wonderful message. Uh, And Thank you for reading the scripture. After 25 years of Sunday school, I can almost do it without pictures now. <laughs> I did read other, other uh, versions of this. I read in Mark, and, and I, I found it was, was interesting that, that Jesus said that if we don't understand this parable, how are we going to understand other parables? Which... I thought was was fascinating and so many things have happened this week that more than any other time in in preparing a prayer have have things happened that go right along with with the with this scripture and uh, just the the importance of this particular scripture uh, life is so fleeting as we celebrated the life of one of our church family members yesterday and I received a letter in uh, in the mail about the friend passing also this week, uh, just before going to the funeral, and it's just so important that that uh, God has those seeds, and but God works through us, and we're supposed to be spreading those seeds and sharing those seeds with others, and then God will help make them grow. Um, if you would know, take notice, please, that we we do have a prayer quilt here. Uh, it is for Lynn Moe. Uh, let's take a minute before the prayer so that we can uh, reach out. And uh, after the service, please take time to say a prayer and, and uh, sign the card for Lynn.
Merciful, loving God, we are so grateful for the seeds that you've planted in our life. And Lord, as Lynn Moe is in need of your healing and your grace, uh, please bless this prayer quilt that every time that she wraps herself up in it, that she feels not only your amazing love, but the love of others here in this congregation. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Now please join me in an attitude of prayer. Great God of many names that tell of your glory, goodness, and majesty, we know you as Jehovah, Yahweh, the self-existent one, and Abba, our Father. You are Elohim, our creator, Alpha the beginning and Omega the end. While we may not know all your names, we should know the reasons for them. You are the God of knowledge, the God most high, and the everlasting God. You are the Lord our healer, the Lord our provider, and the Lord our shepherd. Hear us now as we silently give thanks for your power, your presence, and your provisions. Lord, words go out from your mouth and don't return until they accomplish your purpose. We are grateful for God-breathed scripture to thoroughly equip us for every good work. Scriptures plant seeds that through endurance and encouragement we might have hope. Grant us ears that hear and eyes that see so we may understand what God has given us. Help us not conform to this world by renewing our minds so we may discern your will. God, give us faith to be confident in our hope and sure about what we do not see. Now let us be still, knowing you are God, as we exalt you by silently pondering the parable of the sower, the seeds, the soils. Encourage us to hide your word in our hearts that we might not sin against you. Guide our service to others as even the Son of Man came not to be served but to serve. Remind us to love one another as you love us so others know we are your disciples. Lord, Guide us with your Holy Spirit to obey your word and make disciples in all places. Let our light shine before others, that they may see our good deeds and glorify you. Give us encouragement taught in scriptures, so we might have and offer hope to others. Hear our silent prayers and petitions with hope and thanksgiving as we present our request to you. Father of light, 
Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from you. Let us submit ourselves to you, draw nearer to you, and humble ourselves before you. As Christ's church, hear our voices in unison as we say the words Jesus taught us how to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. This time I would invite our ushers to come forward to wait upon us to receive our tithes and offerings and gifts, that we might be invited to be a part of the mission and ministry of Christ, not only through serving with our hands and our time and our talents, but also sharing of our financial treasure. Please come forward.
Jesus Christ, thank you that you have plans for me that are for my good and your glory. You say, give, and it will be given to you. For in the same measure as you give, it will be given to you again. We give to you today as a response to your goodness to us. We ask that you receive our offerings and continue to supply all our needs. May your peace be in our hearts, your grace be in our words, your love be in our hands, and your joy be in our souls. In your mighty name, amen. Hope you'll take a moment to note all the different ministry opportunities and missions happening in your bulletin. One to highlight, Allison would like to thank everybody who has registered to participate in Vacation Bible School. There's still space. If you haven't had a chance to sign up your kids or grandkids, you can do so today. There's a VBS table just back there for more information. Call the main office during the weekday if you need help getting signed up, or you can do it online. And Allison also says thank you to those who are volunteering to make VBS happen. It takes 60-some volunteers, and she kindly invites you to participate in a volunteer training workshop. There's two opportunities. The details are on the back of your bulletin in the green section there. So you can either attend the, the, the um, volunteer workshop um, next Sunday at noon or Monday evening, the 25th of July at 7 o'clock, so you can get all oriented and know what's taking place. Again, 
there's a VBS table back there. Well, church, I pray this day as you go forth to continue growing as a great seed that the sower has planted in you, I pray that you would continue to grow and flourish, and if you find yourself amongst the rocky soil or the weeds, know that the seasons will change. And no matter where you find yourself, keep looking for that loving grace that God is casting out to you. And as you grow and flourish, may you then continue to cast those seeds of love and grace for all the world to receive. May we go forth in the peace and the love and the grace of Jesus Christ. Amen.